Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I actually spent my weekend in a course. So my friend Ash Amberjay from the Middle Finger Project put together a course this weekend for brand new business owners. And while I am not necessarily a brand new business owner, I did really want to participate and I got a lot of value out of it. And and really what it was designed to do was help new business owners, brand new, like brand new, right out the gate, execute on the integral pieces of starting a business. And people experience analysis paralysis when they're going through that process. And I know that I experienced an element of analysis paralysis. And analysis paralysis is actually my topic today, believe it or not. (laughs) I don't just have arbitrary segues in this podcast because as you guys have learned over the last couple of months, I am one for efficiency. I know that a lot of people love to really dive deep into three-hour conversations, and I think that there is value in that. But I don't have three fucking hours, and neither do you. So let's talk about analysis paralysis, because that's probably tied up three hours of your life more than many occasions. Analysis paralysis, what is that? Well, it's just what it sounds like. It's when you are mauling over all of these details of doing something, and because it is it paralyzes you to a point where you don't actually ever execute and you don't move forward. And this happens with a lot of people. I would, I was just talking to a friend about it this week. We had lunch. He was moving away. I mean, he left New York this week and the day before he moved, he was talking about all the things that he, he had to get done. And one of his strong suits is that and I wish that I could show it the visual to you, but he holds his hands out and kind of mimics making a chain of structure like I need to do this and then I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this and he doesn't really experience analysis paralysis systematization and being able to see the pieces and how they have to go is a very big strong suit of his so getting a job moving out of his apartment getting a new apartment getting a car you know like all of getting the moving truck packing the boxes getting everything together He did not see that as an overwhelming thing. He just broke it down into small pieces. And this is something that I am less good at. I am less good at breaking things down into small pieces. I am more so great at doing everything when there's a major stressful catalyst that pushes me to do it. So this is why people spend years in situations that don't make them happy And they spend years in that kind of situation because they 
they can't break it down into small pieces. So people will be in a job for like years that makes them unhappy and they just can't figure out how to get another one that makes them happier. Um, But then you get people that get that same person could get fired from their job. They'd have another one two weeks later. It's because something forced them out of the analysis paralysis. It's kind of like moving to a new apartment. It could be anything like that. People have trouble breaking it down, breaking huge decisions down into small pieces. And they really let that control them. And this is why a lot of people stay unhealthy, overweight. They don't exercise. They don't do things like that because they they have trouble making decisions about how they want to start. A lot of people really have trouble making decisions. I am going to tell you a story. When I was working, uh, when I was bartending at the restaurant years ago, God, this is years ago, this lady, I mean, I must have gone back and forth with this lady for like eight to ten minutes as she was deciding what drink she was going to purchase, as if this was the most important decision that she'd ever made in her entire life. Like, she could not decide. She was just going on about, well, what about this? Well, this has this in it. Well, I think I would really like this. And I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, oh, my God. And then finally, and I don't know what you're allowed to say in life. I I have figured out that I don't really give a fuck what I'm allowed to say. I'm just going to say things. I looked at the lady and I said, I'd hate to see you buy a house. Like, bitch, this is one cocktail. What the fuck? Like, is this a big deal? If you don't like the cocktail, you just don't have to drink the fucking cocktail. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. Like, that's the beauty of life is that if you don't like something, you just don't have to do it anymore. If you're tired of someone that I that I'm very close to has needed somebody to come and clean their house forever because they don't really they spend way too much time cleaning their own house. And uh, I've just figured out that this person is never going to live with a dirtier home. And okay, so you like your things to be clean. Great. Hire a cleaning lady. If you don't like the cleaning lady, you can get rid of the cleaning lady or a cleaning man. Uh, we don't need to be gender specific here. That's, that, it's not a gender specific job. Hire a cleaning person. And if you don't like them, you can get rid of them. You can get another one. And then you can, you know, try it out. This isn't a giant life fucking decision here. This is one tiny fucking decision. People get into analysis paralysis about all sorts of things. And I see it all the time with people that want to start exercising. Here are some of the least important decisions that you are ever going to make. The first, picking a gym. It's literally the least important decision that you're ever going to make. If you are out of shape, if you're overweight, if you are unmotivated, if you're all of these things, just pick one. Just pick one. The only thing that you should take into consideration when you're choosing a gym is your financial situation. Can you afford a $300 a month gym membership? If you can't, you probably shouldn't get one. If you can, it doesn't matter then. It really doesn't matter. It is the least important decision that you're ever going to make. Because if you are brand new to exercising, chances are you are going to be using the basic bitch equipment, doing the basic bitch shit. You don't need all of that. Just get started. If you don't like it, then you can get rid of it. And you can go somewhere else. It's the least important decision. But people will waste months. I I am not different. When I was, before I started exercising years ago, I, I wasted months trying to decide on that, going back and forth about how I was going to do it and why I was going to do it. And 
and where I was going to go and when I was going to go and the time of day and what I, I mean, God, it was the least important decision that ever, that I ever made. It didn't matter. It wasn't crucial. It wasn't something that fucked my life over. It was just a decision. Just make a decision. Least important decision ever. Choosing a running route. Least important decision ever. Go outside and run. If you don't like the way you went, go another way. (laughs) It's the least important decision that you're ever going to make. Thinking about signing up for a 5K, your first 5K. Least important decision. You're like, I guess they can't all be the least important decision. But what I'm trying to communicate is that these decisions are, are dumb. Like they don't matter. There is no going back and forth over, oh, should I? Oh, should I? Just fucking do it. What you got to know in all of this stuff is that analysis paralysis will keep you stuck nine times out of ten. Going over these little details I mean in in terms of starting an exercise routine analysis paralysis will keep you stuck every single time you'll be going back and forth on well how do you think that's going to work out and then this and then this and you're planning out the details you're planning out your commute you're planning out your time of day and then you're planning out what you're going to eat and you're going to plan out who you're going to go with and you're just You're just sitting there thinking about all of these arbitrary, stupid, insignificant, who the fuck cares details that you should have just moved past. You should have just moved past them. I firmly believe in life that there are things that we as human beings just waste a lot of time analyzing and it just doesn't serve us. One of the things that kept me smoking for such a long time was analyzing how every single situation after I quit smoking was going to be. Like every single one. So I would start with what it was going to be like when I woke up in the morning. What it was going to be like when I wanted to drive my car. This is years ago. This is going back years. I haven't fucking driven a car since I was like, well, driven a car regularly since I was like 20 one or 22 years old, I'm 35. This is, that was how long I was smoking. Um, back then it was, well, what is it going to be like when I drive the car? What is it going to be like after I eat food? What's it going to be like in the morning? What's it going to be like on my shifts at work? What's it going to be like? I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, I'm going to want to have drinks. Well, I'm going to want to go on vacation. I don't know how I'm going to be able to go on vacation. What about when I socialize with this person? What about three summers from now and the barbecue that I'm going to go to? And what about, and who the fuck? It was too much. It was too much to think about. It was too much to think about every single situation and what that situation was going to be like if I was no longer a smoker. And it drove me into analysis paralysis. And I just said, well, yeah, I can't. This is too much for me. This is too much for me. I can't, I can't think about this. And I didn't think about it. I just kept smoking. It was, it was the same thing with, with drinking. The same thing. Well, what's it going to be like when I go to the airport? I mean, what's it going to be like when I go? I mean, what? I wouldn't have a flight coming up for like three months. And I was sitting there thinking, what's it going to be like when I fly to wherever the fuck next October? Like, well, who can, you, you'll, you'll cross that bridge when you get there. I mean, we don't need to, to think about these these things. 
And I guess that's a little bit different than, you know, systematic decision making of, okay, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do that. But it's actually not. It's actually not. When starting something new or giving up something old, breaking it down into small pieces and just doing it one little bit at a time will be very, very useful to you. If you can just start writing things down about one small thing you can do right now, you'll be able to get further. One small thing. Everybody always thinks it's this giant decision. Changing your life. Andy, you changed your life. You just overhauled your whole life. How'd you do that? One small thing at a time. Stop drinking three liters of soda a day. Like, that was a small decision that I made, like, over three years ago. That that contributed to the giant overhaul. I mean, what can you do? What can you do today? What's one small thing that you can do today that will get you out of analysis paralysis? So if you guys are looking to start doing something, if you're looking to start running, I, that is what I do. I can, I, I mean, I do a lot of shit. But if you want to start running, that is something that I can definitively help you with today go buy yourself a new pair of shoes don't spend two months deciding what shoes you want to buy just go buy yourself a new pair of shoes just go if you want to go to see a running shoe specialist to have your gait analyzed I know a lot of people do that a lot of people think that that's very helpful I think that that is helpful. I think that the science says that a running shoe specialist can absolutely guide you in the direction of what shoes you should buy. But if you don't do that, are you going to have a problem if you start running? Probably not. (laughs) You're probably not going to have any fucking problem whatsoever. You know what I did? I went to Models. I picked a pair of shoes that were on sale. They definitely weren't running shoes. And I started just running in them outside. That was what I did. There wasn't any big fucking extravaganza about, you know, All of this. I just went and did it. Just do it. Just make the fucking decision and just go do it. Don't be in analysis paralysis. There have been people I have known that have lost months on what shoes should I buy. Go see a running shoe specialist. They will guide you in the right direction. They're going to tell you to buy a pair of shoes. Buy the ones they say. Don't go to six different running shoe specialists and compare and all this. No, just, just swipe the credit card, baby. Move along. Move along. Least important decision you're ever going to make. I started um, in that really dumb pair of Nikes. And um, then when I started running again in 2017, I went to the running store and I said, Hi, I'm fat. What shoes should I buy? And they said, You should buy these Asics because they have a lot of padding. And, you know, running was a high-impact sport. And I don't know if the guy knew what he was talking about or not. But I was like, cool beans. I'm going to buy those. So I bought them. I ran an Asics for a year and a half. I didn't particularly care for Asics anymore. I ran in a new shoe. Now I run an Altris. There might be a day when I don't like Altris anymore and then I'll choose another shoe. Or I could have spent five years analyzing what shoe I'm going to run in. Stop doing that. It's not serving you. Stop being in analysis paralysis. Just make a decision and move on. Just make a decision and move on. I don't know what gym to go to. Pick one. Which one's closest to your house? Is it affordable? That's the one you should go to. If you don't like the way that that one, then pick another one. It's the least important decision ever. These small decisions do not require 
a crazy amount of analysis. I mean, there are processes that you're going to have to go through, go through to be able to get where you want to go. And if you want to get to the finish line of the marathon, and when I say the marathon, I mean the actual marathon, 1% of the population has run a 26.2 or 42 kilometer, depending on where you're at in the world, mile race, I mean, a 26.2 mile race, 42 kilometer race. 1% of the population has done that. And I believe that you could be among that 1% of the population. I believe that anybody can. As long as you don't have limiting beliefs, I believe you can get to that point. But the first part of getting there is buying a pair of shoes. And you want to spend three months thinking about what shoes you should buy? Or you want to just go buy them? Why are you going to obsess over the, the details? I love, I love the idea of just executing. I, I have a client, brand spanking new runner. I said, I said to her, don't run in your cotton socks. I'm like, you need to have a synthetic sock made of a material that is going to be better beneficial to you. And you'll thank me when the blisters come. And I said, these are the socks I think you should buy. These are the ones I like the best. And you know what she said? She said, I'll buy those. And she just bought them. And there wasn't any analysis paralysis. So a lot of this analysis paralysis, think about one thing in your life right now that you want to start doing. What is keeping you from doing that thing? Like, what is it? Is it, are you, are you overweight? Like, are you thinking about what you're going to cook during the, uh, the times and the weeks or whatever? Are you trying to, I mean, are you trying to think about how you're going to get your nutrition in order? Is it, what's the analysis paralysis there? Just, just start something. Just start something. If you don't know necessarily what diet is best for you, that's fine. Maybe you could just start with not eating McDonald's three times a week. I mean, that stuff holds its form. Like three years from now, if you put that stuff under glass, like it, it will look like you bought it today. Like that, that's not fucking normal, guys. Like that's not a thing that should be happening. So maybe you could just start with that. Instead of thinking about what diet is best for you or what works the best or all of this stuff, maybe you could just start with, I don't know, not going through the drive-thru three, four, five days a week. And I'm saying this because I realize that many Americans live on a fast food diet. I am always amazed when I leave New York City and whenever I go to visit friends, I'm always amazed at how often they eat fast food. I always think it's fascinating. What the... like, and they don't think anything of it. And I guess for me, it just is so weird because we don't do that in New York. We are very, very wed to eating things that are fresh and organic and things that are good for your body and things that your body knows how to consume and, and utilize. And when you put things into your body that don't decompose, for example, because there's something in them that makes them retain their look and shape for two decades or whatever the fuck. Your body doesn't know what to do with that. So it just says, oh, this is this is foreign to me. I don't know what I'm doing, so it'll put it away. That was a little off topic. 
But if you're looking to make a lifestyle change, maybe just getting rid of that is the first step. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. Now, do I think you should do your research? Yeah. I think you should do your research and I think that you should get to know your body and I think that you should understand. I mean, if you are a person that wants to calculate macros, cool. I mean, a lot of people find a lot of use in that. Um, If you're a person that if, you know, you should see, you know, maybe you should see a gut health specialist. Maybe you're somebody that should see a nutritionist. Maybe you should. I think that you should take those steps. But the analysis paralysis of all of that, that's overwhelming. What can you do today? For me, it was maybe I, maybe I just shouldn't drink three liters of soda a day. Diet soda, nonetheless. Do any of you guys drink diet soda? Diet soda is terrible for you. I drank, you guys think I'm kidding. I drink liters upon liters of diet soda every day. And then there was a point where I was drinking Tab out of a can. Rest in peace, Tab. The best soda that was ever created. Completely chemically, it's just chemicals. Chemicals in a can. And I would go into the bodega and I guess there was a woman that lived in the building that was above the bodega and she drank tab. And the bodega owner in New York, you know, we have these little corner stores and you go to the one that's closest to you. You don't really, I mean, that's just the one you go to. And there's so many of them and none of them ever go out of business because I guess some of them go out of business, but most of the time they don't. And it's because people will always go to the one that's closest to them. And they'll just, they'll start going there and then you go there until you move apartments. And I guess there was this woman that lived upstairs in that building and she drank tabs so the owners kept it in stock for her. And then I always saw that it was there and I started drinking it and he said to me, oh yeah, you know, we keep it because of this lady and now you drink it. And uh, I'd go in there and I'd buy six cans of tab and I would drink all six cans in that day. And I thought, in addition to the other soda I drank, I thought that was fine. Just getting rid of that one small thing. Don't fall into the trap of analysis paralysis. A new running route versus a treadmill versus a gym membership. I've had a client that that was kind of mauling those three things over. You could lose months to that thought process. Just pick a direction. Pick a direction. Well, obviously, you know, making a giant purchase is a big decision. But a gym membership, that's not a big decision. That's something that you you can definitively say, Okay, like I can go try this out and if I don't like it, I'll just I'll just leave. And, you know, picking a new running route, that's free. Well, I could just try to run over there and if I don't like it, I just won't do it anymore. I just pick a direction and go with it. Make a small step. And then normally what happens after you make the small step, and this can go to absolutely anything you want to do. After the first small step, the second step will be apparent to you. You will see the second step. You won't see the second step without making the first step. Like it won't be there. Make it the first step. Just the first one. That's all you got to do. Just all you got to do. One little baby step. You know, you want to you wanna run the race? Sign up for it. Don't think about where am I going to. I actually, you know, I'll tell you what, guys. If you want to reach out to me, um, I actually wrote a nice ebook um for brand spanking new runners and i would be more than happy to share that with any of you guys if you want to reach out um reach out to me on my website you can get on my email list there um andy at get the fuck com. a-n-d-e-e at get the fuck com. you can email me directly as well 
um, I wrote an ebook for brand spanking new runners. And it, it was all about the anxiety of your first race and, and thinking about the things that you're going to do. And I remember my first race thinking about, okay, well, where do I go? How do I know? Like, how do I know which way to go? How will I not get lost? Where am I going to put my things? How's the transportation going to work? Where am I going to... And all of these decisions. And then finally I had to say to myself, you know what? Just swipe your fucking credit card. Just swipe your fucking credit card. <laughs> like, just swipe the card. Andy, just swipe the fucking card. And I did. And then I looked and I had made a purchase. And I had purchased the Staten Island Half Marathon 2017. My first race ever. At the time, I think I could run maybe a mile or two. And I was looking at it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I guess we're doing it. And then this, the next steps appeared naturally, you know, but it was just, it was just that first step. So if you have the means, just, just tell yourself, swipe the card, just swipe the card, <laughs> just swipe your fucking card and move the fuck on. This is the least important decision that you're ever going to make, you know, is if it's, a, if for you, if that's too daunting and you know, it's a 5k and that's, that's your goal, that's your running goal. Okay. I want to run a 5k. Just, just sign up for the 5k. What's the worst that could happen? You don't run it? Okay, then you don't. You know, sign up for it. Signing up for it is like half the battle. Get out of analysis paralysis. Guys, analysis paralysis is going to keep you stuck nine times out of ten. Just keep moving forward. I would love for you guys to, uh, if you need anything, please reach out to me, andy at getthefuckoff.com. Again, that's my email address. And at getthefuckoff.com, that's where you can get on my email list. And I also have a 10-day free email series, the Drunk and Fat to Fit and Fierce in 10 Days email series. I'm going to link it in the description of this podcast. So basically, um, when I was getting healthy, there was a lot of psychological reframes that I needed to kind of have in order to be able to change from an overweight barfly cigarette smoker to the person that I am today. And it was a lot of reading and a lot of research and there was a lot to it. So I put I put together 10 days of great information for you guys and you guys can sign up for that. I'm going to put a link in the description of this. Otherwise, always great to have you guys here on Mondays or whenever you're tuning in. And just remember, a lot of these decisions that you're stressing over are probably not going to make or break anything like they are just little decisions and you know what I'm talking about I'm not talking about buying a house choosing a college having a baby I'm talking about little decisions picking a gym choosing a running route you know figuring out what shirt you're going to wear today like these are little decisions that do not warrant analysis paralysis so I would encourage you guys to just make a decision decide move on what are you eating for dinner decide move on of course I do I do have the conversation with my friend Josh just about every day. What are we eating today? <laughs> so if you have trouble deciding that, that I, I totally get. But I'm going to see you guys next week. Until then, take care. Be safe. I've enjoyed having you guys. And we'll see you guys real soon.